Welcome, friend. This is I Need Thee Every Hour, a podcast dedicated to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You are listening to your ministering sister, Casey Mills. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I have a lot of thoughts about um, something that happened last night. Um, I'm in a very sensitive, I guess I'll, is a, is a, is a decent word to use, um, sensitive <clears throat> position. Um, there's, there's things that happen in, in my family and in my home that trigger things and might uh, make me uh, feel, you know, more upset than I probably should be. And thank heaven my, you know, my husband will be able to calm me down at times. Um, sometimes I don't want him to, and it makes me mad um, that he that he tries to, but um, bless his heart. I think he knows that's what he needs to do, and he can recognize that I'm getting too upset about something. Um, well, so, okay, so my, my kids are on summer break right now from school, and I, but, okay, so like I've got you know, for those that don't know, I we we have a blended family. My oldest is my only son from my previous marriage. He's now 16. I have four daughters that are 14, 13, 12, and 10. My husband has a daughter from his previous marriage. She is 11. And then we have three boys between us. They are six, five, and four. So there's a bit of a separation between the older kids and the younger ones. Um, the older kids are teenagers and preteens, so they're very much in that phase of life. Uh, for better or for worse, there's a lot of great things that come from it. There's a lot of frustrating things that come from it. And then we have our little boys that are still very much in in, in little kid mode, but um, they're no longer toddlers. So they're they're in a transition phase. So it's been nice. We're done with diapers. Hallelujah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, but they're still young and they still have the whole wanting to get up at the crack of dawn, uh, no matter what time they've gone to bed the night before. So if you don't have to deal with that, or you've never had to deal with that, you should thank the Lord every waking day of your life, every moment of every day. But my, my boys do not sleep in. They don't know the meaning of the words. And if one of them happens to, well... Most assuredly, the other one of the other ones or the other two will will still be up at dawn. So they may take turns somewhat, but um, but then who is always up then when they are up? Well, it's it's me and their dad. And um, yeah, I you know, I'm not going to lie. There's times when I'm like, OK, I'm just going to put on a show and I just want to go lay back down. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I go back to sleep for another hour or so. They're starting to get where they can, <clears throat> excuse me, get get snacks for themselves and junk. Like I'm, I'm very much on summertime mode right now. And um, yeah. Um. Anyway, I I don't judge other people, right? And you, and you know, definitely don't don't judge me. I'm I'm doing my very best. Um. And I, you know, we have a pretty strict schedule when the kids are in school. And um. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that takes quite a lot out of me um, during the school year. Um, but uh, summertime, it's kind of nice to not be having to be, I call it being a drill sergeant. I'm a drill sergeant. Um, 
most every day and it gets exhausting. Um, and especially when you have this many kids that I'm fighting last school year, my stepdaughter was not, uh, in our home. Her mother was taking care of the, the school, uh, issue, uh, with her solely. And that was a huge relief <clears throat> last school year to not have to have, uh, my, the, uh, issues between my stepdaughter and myself in the mix. Um, so thank heaven. Thank heaven her mother was in a position to take that over and um, handle the, the daily school stuff. Um, because, you know, not that uh, my stepdaughter is not capable and not that she doesn't enjoy school sometimes, of course, and she gets super bored when she is stuck at home. And so really, truly going to school every day has been a great thing for her. But, you know, there's definitely pluses and minuses to it for her. And, and, um, so, and I think just because of who I am and what I represented in her life, I think she just was going to fight me on anything <laughs> except if I'm offering something that is covered in some sugary substance, then magically I'm a good cook and <laughs> magically I'm the best person in the world. But Aside from that, I'm, I think I am, to her, I think I am the devil. But anyway, there are times when she feels loving feelings toward me. I know that. But uh, anyway, so I, I, this is somewhat tongue in cheek, but there is, there is truth to all sarcasm, of course, as we know. So um, anyway, uh, just, just getting that, getting that out. So, um, so part, part of the issue then with summertime is, you know, I got kids wanting to uh, stay up all night and then they want to sleep all day. And that creates a, a really tough dynamic then for myself, my husband, our, our little boys, um, you know, we somewhat, it ends up being okay, uh, for, for them to sleep in, for my older kids to sleep in and, and, and the little boys to, um, you know, be up early and they can kind of get their turn on the Xbox and stuff like that, right? Because, of course, inevitably everybody wants to play on it and especially all summer long. And anyway, um, but I, I do kind of worry about, you know, okay, so teenagers need more sleep, but are they getting more sleep? Are they getting still worthwhile sleep if they're partying till 3 a.m. Uh, and then um, and then sleeping in until three or whatever. I mean, it's just I know it's not good. And this is me kind of burying myself here a little bit, saying that I have allowed this <clears throat> to um, to happen. I've allowed it to continue more days than I would like. Um, I'm kind of not saying much. I suppose I'm kind of being a little passive aggressive with my kids. I'm trying to help them to make wise decisions on their own. I'm trying to raise adults. And so, you know, in that you end up allowing things that you that you maybe don't want to, but because you're you're hoping that they will learn their lesson a little bit, that they will make the right choice and not not just do something begrudgingly just because you told them to. Um uh, anyway, it, it's a tough, it's a tough thing. And I don't have all the answers. And I have my resources that I turn to, to teach me how to be a good parent. Um, and I not only have the issue of boys and girls and teenagers, preteens and um, young kids, uh, I have the, the step dynamic, the half, half sibling uh, dynamic. 
Each one of my kids has a very different and very strong personality. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to manage a household. I'm trying to manage my own feelings. I'm not perfect. I got my own issues that I'm dealing with, so I gotta I, I gotta do my best. I, I have a very um, real appreciation for my parents, especially my mother. Um, you know, raising six kids um, was not an easy task for her. She grew up in a household with just an older brother and herself. Like, it, that's a totally different world. He was four years older than her. And um, you just so she didn't grow up with sisters. She didn't even grow up with more than one brother. And, you know, obviously she just anyway, it's just it's so hard, right? Like even with me growing up in a, in a big family and I loved it and I love having a big family. I love that my siblings have built in friends and that they have the dynamic of brothers and sisters and, you know, all everything that goes along with it, which is just so wonderful. And I'm just telling myself these kids are going to be great spouses one day and great parents one day uh, because they're they're learning this hard stuff now. And I'm and I'm trying to help them get through this this tough stuff now. Um, but so it, so last night. OK, <laughs> so OK. So I got to preface a little bit. My my stepdaughter is here with us during the week because, of course, her, her mother works and my husband works from home. And so I think it kind of lends itself. And obviously she, you know, can't be home alone. I think her mother can work from home a little bit, but not not much because of the nature of what she does. She she has to go into a workplace. And so obviously we wouldn't want um, the uh, our 11 year old um, daughter, my, my stepdaughter to be home alone all day and, you know, and, um, and anyway, and so it just kind of lends itself that she would need to be here in our home. We have, our kids are home from school too. And, and I'm here and, and essentially my, my husband is, is here, you know, he's working in his office. He has a private office. Um, so he can shut himself off, you know, as much as he needs to. But, um, but, you know, as I've mentioned in previous uh, podcasts, we, we have, um, we have issues. There's issues that have come up. And and me, you know, I I can tell that I feel a bit of uh, stress and anxiety when, when I know she's going to be here, especially if I know that I'm the adult that's handling things. Um, I, I've had major, major struggles with this in the past with uh, – dealing with the dynamic with with her when her dad's not around and and with her with my kids if they're not getting along for whatever reason. Anyway, so I was stressing out about, you know, upcoming summer break and I was stressing out about then once I found out that uh, you know, she you know, I I was trying to uh talk to my uh, husband about having her, you know, e- either just come here and just be here during the day and at least spend nights at her mother's home. I thought that would maybe help things a bit because I do feel like we've established now that her mother's home is her home base. I think that is important. I've 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 mentioned this before that I think kids in a divorce situation, they love both their parents. They want to be with both their parents. Maybe both their parents are wonderful and work together well. The kid still needs a home base. That has created so many issues to have kids being in a situation, my kids, I'm saying, being in a situation where where uh, they don't have a home base. The kids that I know that have been in a divorce situation where, where especially, especially for girls and especially when it's mom's house that's home base, I do think they do the very best. Um, Not to say that it's not without its problems. I'm not saying this is a cure-all, all right? Just 
just saying that this is my experience. This is what I feel. And if you, um, you know, pray about it, I'm sure the Lord will, will, um, will tell you what you need to know about, about the subject. But I just feel like that's, that's where I've come to about things. My, my kids do better be having my home as their home base. That's been the case, um, for my kids. And that, and now I can see after it's been a year now that we've done this, where my stepdaughter's, um, mother's home is, is her home base. That's been, it's been much better. Um, so needless to say, I was very concerned that come summer break, she'd be spending a lot more time here. And, um, and we'd fall into some of the same pitfalls that we've, um, experienced in the past. And, um, I've been prayerful and I've tried to, uh, this is kind of one of those things. It, it's, it's really tough because my husband and I, we get along fabulously and we agree about most everything. And we have, we just, we really just don't, we don't fight about stuff. We don't argue about stuff. But this is one thing that we, that has become a source of uh, uh, contention between us is just not agreeing on how to handle things. And and it's not just about his daughter. It's my older children as well. Uh, he feels helpless with my older children and I feel helpless with, with his older child. And um, And I feel a lot of times that I don't get to have a say in anything um, that if, that affects me, that affects my kids. And I'm, I would be willing to bet money that he feels the exact same way um, when it comes to our home with my children. I'm, I know he can often feel like he's a, a prisoner in his own home. And I know I have felt that way too. And it's a really tough dynamic. This is something that I have been praying and praying and praying about. And I still don't have all the answers. Um, but I just keep coming back to this idea of well, I will get to that. I'm kind of greasing the skids here a bit, okay? So um, my my stepdaughter is here. She she obviously was here overnight last night. Um, and she and um, the daughter of mine that is next oldest from her have kind of a love-hate relationship. And um, that's been, it's been the most stressful. And I think anytime that the two of them are actually getting along and heaven help us, they're actually having fun. Uh, I think both my husband and myself feel like, well, maybe we ought to let that play out. Um, last night, they were playing a game on the Xbox when I went to bed. Um, now, my daughter, the one that I was just referring to, she she has a natural volume that runs in my family. Um, I was born with it. My, my understanding is that I, my granny, who was my dad's grandma, she, she was born with it. Um, it's not Maybelline. Anywho, we have had an ongoing issue with my daughter being very noisy. Bless her heart, she has a laugh like mine, and she is she will sound like she's screaming and I swear people can hear her like a block away because she is so loud and she doesn't seem to realize how loud she is and ironically she will complain about other people being too loud um but uh magically the noise um from her seems to begin after my boys are in bed and and I have to frequently remind her to be quiet and not be screaming because it sounds like she is screaming. Um, but I know she's just laughing 
Anyway, uh, last night we did remind her uh, before going to bed. Um, she seemed to quiet down. It never really seems to last. So I, you know, I think because, well, we use a noisemaker in with my boys and um, my husband and I benefit from the noisemaker as well. And I, and some nights I think I'm just so flipping tired that I can sleep through anything. But, um, but last night I got woken up at 3 a.m., no joke, to her screaming laughing. And when I came out, I found her and my stepdaughter on the couch still playing their Xbox game. And yeah, like you would have guessed, it was three in the afternoon. To say that I was pissed is an an understatement. I, I kicked them off. I said, you know, I'm like, seriously? And I, I kicked them off and they immediately ran into their room. And I was about to start one of my tirades where I'm running around the house, just kind of yelling and lecturing and just, yeah, just letting them have it. And luckily my, well, I guess I shouldn't say luckily, unfortunately, my husband got woken up too. And came and got me to just go back to bed. Um, but I was just feeling all these reminders again about feeling, you know, it just spiraled into my kids don't respect me and they don't obey me. And, and I feel like it's worse when my daughter's around my stepdaughter. I feel like my stepdaughter is trying to get my kids to disrespect me and disobey me. And, you know, like, not like all the time, but, you know, quite a bit. Right. And, um, you know, and then, and I'm just thinking of all these things, right. All the past comes up and then I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't feel like my boys respect me or obey me like they should. So maybe they're getting that from their older siblings, you know, or teaching that to them. And then I'm thinking, are they getting this from who, who are they learning this from and, and why are they being influenced in this way? And, you know, and I'm thinking about all this stuff from the past and I'm thinking about how I feel disrespected and, and, uh, and disliked by, by, by people that should be family. You know, I'm talking about my husband's family and I feel, I feel, um, very, um, very discounted, very disrespected. Uh, just it's a, you know, it's funny because there's a, there's something I've learned about, you know, that for men it's, it's respect and for women it's love. And I think that there is a part of me, it must be the, um, the the part of me that's not as feminine um that is you know ends up being more masculine at times um that really just i want respect and i don't feel like i get respect not enough anyway i'm not that extreme i'm not saying it never happens i just but when it does happen it really throws me for a loop and and it's so well it's almost humorous that when these things happen, I bet you can't guess what the Lord points out to me. <laughs> the Lord likes to point out to me how I maybe don't respect or trust or obey him. And and even not just me, but 
all of his children. He has to deal with all of us doing that to him. You know, he tells us one thing and we second guess it. He tell he he says trust me and we don't. He says obey me and we don't. And yet he continues to love us anyway. He continues to teach us anyway. He continues to show up for us anyway. And of course, I'm going to keep doing that for my kids, right? I mean, I yelled at them. They're probably pissed at me. Uh, I, But I have to kind of say I don't care because that was super disrespectful to be not even giving a single thought about the volume when you are right outside my bedroom door. You know, it's just the audacity of it just astounds me. But Yet I'm thinking, do I not do this exact same thing? I know what's extra frustrating for me is because I don't feel like I did that to my own mother. And maybe I'll have to clarify with her. Mama, if you're listening, maybe you can tell me if if you felt that way from me. But I didn't feel like I had. I felt like I I respected her and, and wanted to show respect to her. I'm not saying I never did anything wrong or didn't break rules and junk, but I just, you know, to me, it's like the thought of waking my mom up in the middle of the night from a dead sleep is just like, I just can't even imagine having done that to my mom. And so this idea of my kids, my own kids doing that to me and thinking that's okay, or maybe even being mad at me because I then kicked them off the Xbox, you know, it's just like, ooh, it's so infuriating to me. How do I get this through to them? You know, this is not life. This is not how you go through life. If you think you're going to be able to get away with doing this kind of stuff to anyone other than your mother, you know, and yet I feel like I should be the last person that gets treated this way, you know, but I just, it's so frustrating. And then it starts making me think of the stuff that their dad was teaching them. He was teaching them that I was a liar. He was teaching them that I wasn't around. He was literally rewriting memories for them, telling them about things that had happened in the past and changing details and also telling them that I wasn't there for it. So then when the kids are telling me, they're like, oh, uh, mom, remember this? Remember that? I'm like, yeah, I was there. I'm the one who did X, Y, or Z. And they're looking at me blankly. And I'm like, this a-hole is rewriting my kid's memory and erasing me from their memory. And and he's literally teaching them that I'm a liar. He's telling them, oh, I know your mom told you that, but she's a liar. She lies a lot. Like He literally told my kids that. And so then they're having to come to me and, and find out, you know, try and get the truth from me or at least, you know, whatever sounds like maybe my truth to them right they're hearing their dad's truth and then there's my truth i'm so sick of hearing that in today's world oh this is my truth and it's like no 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 no. (laughs) your experience is your experience my experience is my experience but then there's the truth there is only the truth okay anyway my i feel like i'm fighting this battle constantly to get my kids to trust me, to obey me, to know that I am looking out for their best interest. They were being raised by someone who who was not looking out for their best interest. He was only looking out for his own interest. And I know that he has mental illness and I know that he's somehow been stunted. And so he, 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 he I don't even think it's, it's possible for him to uh, look, look past that. Um, past himself in a lot of ways. Um, But here I am, I'm trying to remedy these things with my children. And yet me 
flipping out and losing my cool, right? That doesn't help. You know, that's that's a breach of trust in and of itself when you when you uh you know, uh, lo- lose it basically, lose control and um and and explode a bit. And um you know, I wasn't awake enough to explode, but I certainly have exploded before. Um but anyway, I just it just got me thinking again like I said, about this idea of trusting the Lord. And I, and I thought of these, um, scriptures, one in the Bible, which is Proverbs chapter three, verses five through six, that says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And then there's also a scripture in the book of Mormon, which is uh, it found in Second Nephi, uh, chapter four, verse thirty-four. It says, "O Lord, I have trusted in Thee, and I will trust in Thee forever. I will not put my trust in the arm of flesh, for I know that cursed is he that putteth his trust in the arm of flesh. Yea, cursed is he that putteth his trust in man, or maketh flesh his arm." I know that the Lord put me and my husband and my kids in this situation. Uh, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. He didn't put us in this situation. He guided us to come together as a family to repair things based on uh, human uh, error and sin. And, you know, I I made an error in my previous marriage. Uh, I am trying to remedy that every day. I'm trying to make amends with my children every day. Um, and, and I know that it affects them in ways I'm not even aware of yet. And even my, uh, my little boys I know are being affected by all of it in ways that I'm sure I'm not even aware of, but I have such a strong testimony that the Lord does not make mistakes and that he knows us all intimately and that he loves us all. He, as my mom said to me yesterday, God is love. He is the absolute embodiment of love. That's all that he is. That's all that he exudes. That's all that he is in our lives. And when we trust in him, it will lead to love. We will feel love and we will be able to show love and we will know love. And I am trying so hard and it it's not easy. I struggle every day. I'm trying to learn what he wants me to learn. I am trying to uh, refer to uh, the scriptures to help me. Obviously, this helps me every day and all the time. And I want answers. I want to know why everything has to be the way it has to be. I want to know what's what's going to be around the corner. I want to know <laughs> why did we have to deal with this or that? Why didn't, why wasn't I saved from this or that? Why couldn't my kids be saved from this or that? You know, whatever the case may be, right? But because we know that he is perfect and his ways are perfect and his timing is perfect and we know that we're here to grow together and um, because we want to be like him, we want to live with him and be like him. I want to live with him and be like him. I want to be able to go one day to him and say, I did everything that you asked of me and I did my best and I want him to say to me, 
you know, come, come into my rest. Thou good and faithful servant. I want him to say that to me. So even though I have to sometimes apologize to my kids, sometimes I have to deal with sleepless nights, sometimes I have to swallow my pride, the Lord is humbling me. He humbles me every day. And, and because I'm turning to him, he's showing me what I need to see. And that if I want my kids to trust in the Lord and follow the Lord and be good disciples for Christ, I, I, have, to, I have to do it myself first. I have to show that to them first. I have to be that example first and foremost even if it takes them as long as it's taken me to figure things out. If they can refer to that example and say, well, my mom wasn't perfect, but she did her best. And she, I knew that she loved the Lord and tried her best to follow the Lord and tried her best to teach us also to do the same. That's about as, as, um, as much as I can hope for, um, I was reminded the other day of um, an important truth uh, that the Lord shared with me when I wanted to be mad at my parents and I wanted to be critical of them and and feel sorry for myself in whatever ways, right? And the Lord majorly chastised me and told me basically that my parents made the choice to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ when it was presented to them, and they made the decision to teach it to their children. They may not have always done it perfectly. They may have had their own struggles and things they had to work through, <clears throat> but they loved the Lord. They loved the gospel. They still do, and I know that. I've always known that from them, and that was what taught me. And the impression that I got from the Lord was that that was what he expected of them. That's what he, that was what he expected them to do as parents to me and my siblings as their children. And they did that. And that, and anything else can be made right. Anything else that happened, the Lord is able to remedy, fix, heal whatever the case may be. Nothing else matters except the gospel. And I felt immediate love and reverence and appreciation for my parents for doing that because that has saved me in so many ways. I'm so grateful. And I hope one day my kids will be grateful to me, even if it takes decades. I hope that they will be grateful one day for that and be able to acknowledge that I did my best, but I taught them the gospel. I, I facilitated them learning the gospel and I taught them as best I could. With that, I will end today's episode. Thank you for listening as always, and please um, join me again next time.